Okay, Wheeljack, this is uh, the Autobot After Action Report for the creation of the the Dinobot. So let's see if I can uh, go over this. So you and your your Autobot friends love dinosaurs all of a sudden. You went to a museum Mm -hmm. and you just decided to create some new robot dinosaurs. Um, and Mm -hmm. And so they're just as big and just as powerful as as real dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So, but clearly, because they're robots and they can transform and they have energy weapons that you have given them, you certainly made them as intelligent as the rest of the Autobots, right? Mm-hmm. We are talking mm-hmm. about more Transformers in More Than Meets July. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The More You Nerd. We are in the middle of talking about Transformers Generation 1, Season 1, Episodes 8, 9, 10, and 11. Boy, I am excited to talk about some of these because these episodes feature some of the most iconic Transformers to ever exist. Yeah, the... Drew is referring to, and we'll get into them, the the Dinobots, who are robots that turn into dinosaurs, which is, I mean, toy gold. You take two things that kids love to play with the most, robots and dinosaurs, and you put them together. It it is, it's two great tastes that taste great together. Although, do not Mm -hmm. put any pieces of Dinobots in your mouth. They are chokeable, especially in the 80s when they shot missiles. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 but before we get into that, Drew, I, I've been a good friend, bad friend. I, uh, I was yes. telling uh, my girlfriend that I was like, yeah, I, I was kind of a bad friend to Drew today because when we left the air uh, last week, Drew just casually mentioned, hey, if you if you see any, uh, if you come across any cool looking star screams in your in your travels, let me know. And I happened to be on eBay looking for different transformers when. Well, Drew, you, you you tell the rest of the story. Yeah, so so I love Starscream is my favorite Transformer. I, I love all iterations of Starscream. And uh, a few years ago, the Transformers started a particular line. You can probably hear me fiddling with something in the background on my mic. Uh, they came out with a particular line called the Masterpiece Transformers. And these Transformers are as screen accurate to the Generation 1 cartoons as you can get. They do also come with a pretty hefty price. Uh, the first one they did, of course, was Optimus Prime. The original Optimus Prime was like 115 bucks. And then they they later released one that was like 200 bucks that also included the trailer. And, and of course, one of them is Starscream. And I've always wanted a Masterpiece Starscream, but I've never been able to to convince myself to spend the money on a Masterpiece Starscream. And now that they're they're kind of off the, the market uh on, they're not on shelves anymore uh because they they're, they haven't had a release in a while they the the prices have just gone up like to find a good masterpiece starscream used 
was like 250 bucks to find one new was like 350 bucks. So I wasn't about to. What did they to, retail for? Uh, uh, over 100. I know. I don't remember. The OK, specific. so they're kind of in the the kind of hot toys uh, sideshow kind of thing, but maybe not quite as expensive. So there's there's also varying prices, depending on if you get a Japanese one or an American one, because the Japanese ones tended to include die cast metal like the original Transformers mm. toys. And when they released them in America, they would be plastic, which would, of course, dramatically decrease that cost. But as we've done research uh, for, you know, for the show, uh, we have learned that there are knockoff Masterpiece Transformers. They're always knockoff Transformers. They've always existed. But the Masterpiece knockoffs, willy, 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 well. Uh, so I, I, I but again, even the Masterpiece knockoff Starscream is like 115 bucks on Amazon. And I wasn't about to do that. But then my boy Miles, he's out there looking for sound waves. And he's like, yo, dude. And he sends me a link to a, a an auction on eBay for a Masterpiece Starscream knockoff. And I've never I've used eBay. I have I have but I've never actually bid on anything. I have always done the buy it now and just gotten the thing. And uh, and this is where <laughs> Drew's first real interaction with ancient website eBay begins. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to me. I mean, I have been using eBay since before I was supposed to uh, in the 90s, like yeah. in its early iterations. So and a lot of people have. And I just for some reason, I was I was like, because and, and I'll tell you why I was smart never to use eBay because I bid on this thing because it had six hours left. And I was just didn't expect all oh, this price is so low. Somebody's going to swoop in there and and bid it up at the last second. They're going to snipe it because that's eBay sniping, which is a term that everybody knows. And I don't know why I'm acting like this, this new term it's literally existed since like 1997 or whatever, when eBay <laughs> came around. So I'm watching this auction and I see that somebody outbids me. I get the email. And so I go in and I bump that up another dollar. And then immediately somebody else outbids me. <gasps> the game is on. The game is afoot. And so now I'm invested. And this is why I've always stayed away from eBay, because I know that I will do this. And oh, so, I mean, yes, it, it does happen for sure. And so I just sit there and I wait on it and I wait on it and I wait on it. And with five seconds left, I snipe it. And then I found out from the 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 thing that I had the highest bid anyway. So it, oh, sniping, it didn't matter. And they gave me the last bid that I had placed. So I actually saved a couple bucks. And now I am the owner of a wonderful knockoff masterpiece starscream and i'm I'm going to show this to the camera that you guys can't see this thing is easily more than a foot long in jet mode yeah it's 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 pretty pretty big and it looks great i know drew said there there's some inconsistencies and it doesn't quite function a hundred percent the way oh, a masterpiece is, would this is definitely a knockoff it's definitely a, a bootleg the pieces don't fit together exactly right like i got a i got a i got a droopy wing back here that that i can't quite get back to to stay yeah, that. <laughs> thing things the transformation itself is a little more complicated because again the things don't fit right it's a lower quality plastic than you would get with an actual one but i also paid a fraction of a fraction of a cost for that uh so and and really the packaging looks fantastic the 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 toy itself looks fantastic uh you know if you don't spend too much time looking at it and uh the, the robot mode's a little little wonky he's he's sticks his head back a little bit because it doesn't quite fit properly and sadly all this has done is make me want a, an actual uh an actual one, <laughs> which is a problem it's it's 
why I haven't quite I, cause I there were some there were some noticeable differences in the sound wave one uh, from its transformed form. And I was like, I don't care so much. I might just get the Autobot Autobot version because it, you can still get him pretty easily with Blaster. Um, I got my own little <laughs> eBay kerfuffle this week, too, because I I <laughs> I've been wanting a zip up hoodie from the Nintendo store for a very, very long time. And I was planning to go last year. To the one in New York, and I, 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 2020 happened, <laughs> and um, so I I kind of keep my eye on that, and I know that no one cares about this, but uh, and so I saw that a hoodie in my size, for, for a very specific, simple gray Nintendo logo, uh, kind of distressed, just kind of a nice looking hoodie, um, no, no characters or anything on it. Uh, went up and the guy was offering it for a certain price or best offer. And so I submit, I lowball an offer just, just because, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, you know, he, we, we proceed in a tug of war that goes on for about three days that <laughs> went to the, to the degree that I don't think either of us cared what the price was. They just wanted their price to be the one that was selected. And because uh, he wasn't selling this, I've, I've had my I've been watching this for about a week at this point. So I was I, I that's when I made my move because it hadn't been snatched up and <laughs> finally got it for like thirty eight dollars, which those things retail for like 80 to 100. So not too I bad. Was, I was very, very happy with that. Um, I'm I'm dreading getting into the Transformers game for that very reason. Because yeah. the day, the night before in my in a in a post podcast stupor last week, I went on and I bought a about a thirty dollar uh, bootleg masterpiece Megatron that I know is just going to be it's going to be awful. I know it's going to be awful, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> It might not. Sometimes some of those random ones end up being really good. And this is the thing I think that's most interesting about this particular fandom, this particular franchise, because the Transformers toy scene is unlike, I would say, any any toy scene. Barring maybe your My Little Ponies and your Barbies. Uh, I, I think the the Transformers toy scene has so many variants and so many different. uh <sighs> types of things and the collector group around transformers is so rabid that i i really i don't i don't i'm trying to think of any toy outside of the ones that i named that really compares i mean power rangers no i mean they've never had no, a I great mean, until recently they've never had great toys to begin with um i don't care what your childhood toys were um and i mean yeah I, you have some cool I, honestly i would say I'd say Barbies are probably the closest. You might be, yeah. you might say some of the '80s GI Joe stuff, but really, the reason the Transformers—I mean, there have been Transformers on shelves since the '80s, constantly. Mm -hmm. It's been a constant thing, oh. and you can't say that for many toys other than something like a Barbie or Lego or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, even stuff like Ghostbusters. I'm like, well, yeah, but we we get stuff every few years, and I mean, there are definitely fans, but I, I would say the closest recently is was the is the My Little Pony scene. Yeah. Um, but even then, that seemed to be more about the new stuff than the old stuff. I don't know. But let's stop talking about toys. Don't worry. We'll still talk about toys and get into talking about these four episodes that we watched, starting with SOS Dinobots. The Autobots, having uncovered ancient dinosaur bones, 
in next to the volcano that the <laughs> that their their spaceship has has crashed into uh, decide that they want to learn about dinobots so spike takes them to the museum and learn about their or excuse me dinosaurs and the so spike takes them to a museum they decide hey we can build some of these and hilarity I, ensues i love that i love how childlike the autobots are about finding about dinosaurs and they're their interest is is genuine and oh we want to build dinosaurs they're, they're such goofs uh, i think i think megatron or not megatron i think optimus prime even says something like and maybe spike can continue our dinosaur education or whatever he says yeah he, no so, he, he does it's so silly it's so it, it is so so silly so I, I i do want to talk a little bit about the dinobots themselves so they create the dinobots three of the dinobots are created in this episode there are more dinobots we'll get there uh so we are introduced to grimlock who is a tyrannosaurus slag who is a uh triceratops and sludge who is a brontosaurus well apatosaurus i guess but we didn't know what the apatosaurus was back in the 80s it was still the brontosaurus (laughs) right and it's it's kind of funny because why would you call like a brontosaurus sludge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so th- this is the part the funny thing about the Dinobots. They all have an S name to keep in theme with each other, except for Grimlock, because Grimlock is the leader of the leader. Yeah, there are other S names they tried to give to to Grimlock. They tried to uh, let me let me see if I can look some of these up. They, they wanted to call him. Uh, uh, Steel jaw uh, trap jaw is one of them. Uh, trying to trying to find some of these other ones, but I can't at the moment. But uh, but yeah, but they 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 settled on 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 Grimlock, which is Grimlock. which is good. Um, and before we get into the follies of this episode, I love the Dinobots. I think their designs are awesome. Again, they are robots that turn into dinosaurs, and that's great. And then comes the glaring design flaw. <laughs> in in these autobots <laughs> why would wheeljack do this is my question why would he do this it makes me wonder whose side he's on <laughs> so so wheeljack and ratchet uh wheeljack are kind of tinkering engineer and ratchet are ambulance doctor bot uh they they design these things to be just like real dinosaurs so they're gigantic they're extremely powerful. They've got they add weapons to them like I, I don't know. I don't think Triceratops could connect three beams from their from their horns and shoot down a, a fighter jet. I don't think real Triceratops could do that. I never saw that in Jurassic Park. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, maybe the maybe the Autobots know something that we don't. Uh, so so you give them all of these crazy powers. And you still give them the pea-sized dinosaur brain. Why do you do this, Wheeljack? Why do you do this? So, so he, so they turn on the Dinobots for the first time, and the Dinobots just start rampaging <laughs> and destroying everything. Honestly, shut it down, shut it all down. <laughs> We're done here. We're done. We're all done. Uh, and uh, I do want to take a pause to talk about the tra- the Dinobot toys because. Again, these we we've so far the 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 catchphrase of the Transformers is more than meets the eye, robots in disguise, and 
The Dinobots definitely are not in disguise. They are gigantic silver and <laughs> and clearly made out of metal with some yellow accents robots. And that go actually goes to the back. If, so if you remember a couple episodes ago when we talked about the uh, the the origins of the all of the Transformers from the Diaclone series, the Dinobots came from the Dinosaur Robo line of the Diaclone series. In fact, in the original Grimlock toy, there's still a cockpit for one of those things to, for one of the, the little micro not people. Okay. To sit in. I was going to ask you about that because I figured you would knew if these if these were originally Diaclones or if these were a Hasbro original. Yeah. So so that so they look and, and if you look at the you know, the, if you look at the Diaclone toys and the way that they were made, these look closer to the classic Diaclone toys than they do to anything else. Uh, so that is why they look the way they do. Um barring the fact that wheeljack and ratchet put them together and they, they weren't we wouldn't get animal robots until the 90s is what i'm saying i guess but uh so to go back to the episode of course then we are introduced to the the sort of macguffin of the episode and that is the 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 decepticons still trying to get that energy and <laughs> This is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in this. And this is including just having watched the Dinobots rampage because they made them with pea-sized brains. Soundwave and Reflector. Yeah, Soundwave, uh, the tape deck, and Reflector, the camera, are spying on this dam. And they're just watching and listening. And this family of three is at the dam and the dad and the family is like, and so as long as the water pours through, it spins the turbines and gives us a repeatable source of energy. And then all of a sudden Soundwave's like, we got it. We don't have to watch this anymore. This is how this works. And they fly off. And that is so funny to me because it's not like they were trying to get some secret, super military secret. They're trying to get, how does a dam work? And they got it. I, think, I feel like this isn't even the first time a dam has shown up in this show. I don't know. I can't remember. No, it's not. And and so, uh, of course, they go and they're now going to to conquer the dam, which is exactly what happens. And the Autobots go. And of course, the Autobots get trapped in these weird. A power that we see and then we never see again. <laughs> and of course, the Dinobots have to come to their rescue. Luckily, Wheeljack has made them. Uh, brain enhancements so that they can that they can work uh despite the fact that this they still talk me sludge me grimlock although they don't even say yeah the phrase me grimlock does not happen in this episode which made me sad but you know whatever uh and and of course they they save the day and optimus prime declares that the dinobots are okay and he is happy that they're there which great <laughs> love it well so i want to go into a couple things about that i one i really love the way the energon chains look i know we've talked about the energon cubes a little bit because they keep trying to make them but the the rainbowy refractile light is awesome yeah it's a good look. and it's a good look it's a really cool effect. One of my favorite parts about the Dinobots saving the day, because they're so dumb. Which one friends? I don't know. Same face logo as us. <laughs> like 
that's what that what, kind of stuff is i mean it's hilarious but i'm also like why are they so dumb it honestly it it undercuts the coolness of the dinobots because the dinobots are freaking awesome they are and i will say what i remember of the dinobots from watching the show as a kid is i remember them being comic relief most of the time i don't remember the dinobots appearing in robot form really ever i just remember grimlock the tyrannosaurus it's, it's rex rare. walking around and I looked this up apparently in, in after when the movie happened and after the movie they really did just become comic relief which is fine i'm okay with that i'm okay i guess uh it 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 is just very <laughs> very very funny i i think it's uh, I, I love the dinobots they're so silly and weird and uh you know, not a lot can be said about this episode. This episode is very silly and maybe one of the most cartoony nonsense toy commercials of the series so far. But because of the Dinobots, I give it a little bit of a pass, you know. I don't know. Uh, so let's move on to the next episode. Fire on the Mountain. Run, boys, run. Megatron's got a giant gun. All right, I'll stop that. Uh, so I, I'm not gonna lie this this episode of of the ones we watch, it's got a couple of cool little things, uh, prominently just Skyfire. Otherwise, I this one just kind of felt like like an episode. I, I don't. To me. I don't really understand the placement of this episode. So th- this episode is about the Decepticons who are in Peru. And they have discovered an Incan crystal of power that somehow connects to the core energy of the Earth. Okay, we'll talk about that because there, this came up in the last, uh, the last Skyfire episode. Yeah, they keep trying to get the Earth's core involved because that's somehow going to be the, the, the driving force of getting energon cubes. But at least the crystal in this is the same greenish color as the the Earth's core power crystal that they mm-hmm. seem to be mining in the episodes before. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. So so here's some of the other stuff uh, that, that we have going on. So. They get the, the, the Decepticons get the crystal, they, they make a gun, they fire the gun once and the gun is destroyed because the steel they have is not good enough. So now they have to make some super steel and all the while they're, they're terrorizing an Incan village or a a Peruvian village. And they're not an Incan village, Peruvian village. And, uh, the Autobots realize we, we got to get down to Peru. And you remember how we could all fly a couple episodes ago? We suddenly can't fly anymore. So we now need to get a way to, to fly to Peru. What's the best way to fly to Peru? How about we go and rescue that Autobot that we left for dead two episodes ago? That that really bothered me. It doesn't make any sense. So so they go they go back to the Arctic. They they find Skyfire. They dig him out of the ice. They heat him up and he's totally fine. They could have done that two episodes ago before they chose not to. They just left him there. They gave him a funeral. (laughs) I understand that 
you know, while I gave this show a lot of credit for having some sort of continuity and ongoing consequence, like cause and effect, that that credit has not to be rescinded, but like that's a great assault of credit because they're not telling a big overarching story. It's for all for all Joe Schmo knew when he sat down with their bowl of cereal to watch this episode they'd never seen skyfire before they may have missed that episode so they're just like all right there's an autobot in the arctic we're gonna dig him up i know the i know the order that it was broadcast may have been different to make that less don't even care jarring but the order that we watched it in is is bad yeah, this is not a good episode well, this even, episode does not no, hold up no drew i can't even give them that credit Barring the order, they gave him a funeral. <laughs> gave him a funeral. Oh, gosh. Uh, so <laughs> not a lot left to say about this. Skyfire is back, which is cool. He does not end the episode trapped in ice anymore, which is great. He does, however, he is gigantic again in this episode, which he is not always. And this is one thing that that Transformers fans debated for years, and they actually gave Transformers this size change ability. Which is why, which is why a, a, a robot like Soundwave could be gigantic and turn into a little tape player, or why Megatron could be gigantic and turn into a gun. You know, it, it they they can do that, but <laughs> but Skyfire is just like ten stories tall. He's this huge dude in some scenes, and he's just like a little taller than Optimus in another scene. It's very silly. It's very funny. Um, and yeah, they 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 stop the they stop the Decepticons. They. Oh, well, we're bl- burning through this episode because there's really just not a lot to talk about with this one. And that's OK. There really isn't. I mean, for me, the, the standout note that I made was the the previous teenager who tells uh, Spike that she can uh, set up Bumblebee with her convertible Juanita. Her brother's con- which, convertible Juanita, which I don't want to see that fan art. I know that fan art probably exists. I do not want to see that fan art. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna look for that. No, please, but, don't. Um, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> just follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm kidding. I I thought that was really funny. It was stupid, but like you know, it's it's the '80s. Like it it's the kind of comedic finish that I expect these kind of things to end in, with everyone kind of like laughing, just how like GI Joe was like, you know, and knowing is half the battle. You know, <laughs> a lot of these kind of end up with the Autobots kind of having uh, happy times. And so to that effect, that that was the only thing that kind of stood out for me. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, this episode's cool because it's got Skyfire. I like Skyfire. And that's it. Yeah, it, uh, it felt like they rehashed a similar plot that I had just seen, which I know is not a fair criticism to give a show like this, especially coming from a freaking Power Rangers fan. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but um, yeah, this this episode in particular just didn't do a ton for me. So I I do want to point out one other thing about this, and this actually has happened in every episode so far. We just haven't called about uh, called it out. There are a lot of Star Wars sound effects in this show. Like every time the seeker jets fire, it's a it's a lightsaber sound when they fly by. It's a TIE fighter sound. There's some Millennium Falcon engines. There's a bunch of just like like the Death Star firing sound effect is <laughs> is in some of these things. It's very interesting, and I don't know why they I don't know if they had authorization to use the Star Wars sound effects, but maybe they did because they've gotten away with it. I don't know, but it's uh 
It's pretty interesting. Uh, let's move on yeah. to the next episode, episode 10, War of the Dinobots. A meteor has hit the planet. Which is backed by our good buddy Chip. Yeah, Chip is back, which is good. Uh, the, a meteor. So what's weird is that this meteor is aimed towards the planet and it may, and they call in the Autobots, which I thought the Autobots were going to like destroy the meteor before it hit the planet. They don't. They just let it hit the planet. <laughs> and. Uh, and of course, the meteor is giving off this some kind of of energy that is even beyond Autobot science. So we better get a piece of it and studied immediately, Optimus Prime says, before pointing his blaster at it and shooting it to knock a piece of the meteor off. Which is... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that's I mean, that is textbook 80s cartoons, is like, they would do stuff like that, which don't doesn't make sense, but if you are making it an 80s cartoon, you gotta have, everything's gotta be blasted or chopped, or something actually has to be happening on screen at, at least once every... 120 seconds yeah so which is pretty pretty consistent with how this this show kind of flows yeah uh so of course as optimus goes off to 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 take this piece with with the crew uh to study it uh he puts the dinobots in charge of guarding it and this is where i think this is actually some of the most interesting stuff that we have seen because of course you've got uh snarl sludge and and grimlock and they're kind of dumb, even though they're less dumb than they were before. They are still very dumb. Oh, they're still real dumb. And Megatron and Soundwave are watching them. and They're like, huh, we can play this against them. And they basically use the Autobot, the, 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 the Dinobots own. Dumbness against them, they convince because they can see that one of them wants to fight, but will fight for the leader. One of them is is vain and thinks he's the strongest and therefore the leader. And the other one is uh, is. Oh, I forget what the, I forget how Megatron describes it, but basically he makes Grimlock think that he's actually the strongest transformer, strongest Autobot, and therefore he's the one that needs to defeat Optimus Prime and take control of the Autobots. And while that's going on. Uh, Wheeljack and, and Ratchet and Spike decide to make two more Dinobots. I don't even remember the, the rationale behind why they decided to do this, but they do it. They make uh, Snarl, who is a Stegosaurus, and Swoop, who is a Pteranodon. And yes, I know that there's going to be a dinosaur nerd out there that is like, well, Pteranodon's not exactly a dinosaur per se. I, I don't want to have that conversation. I, I thought it was a pterodactyl. No. I thought it was a pterodactyl before today, but he's a pteranodon. I don't even know if there's a difference because I don't know dinosaurs. And answer me this, Drew. Do they make them any smarter? They do. Well, so the, when Snarl and Swoop come online, they can speak in complete sentences. They are to me. I love that. That that I love the bar is that low. <laughs> they are to <laughs> me immediately smarter than than the other three that we see um, that, that 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 is fair uh, around the way we learned that the the meteor is in fact unstable and is going to explode uh but not as and so to go and and tell warn the dinobots about that so they can get on out of guarding this gigantic meteor 
the the Dinobots attack Optimus Prime, and they beat him, but they don't destroy him. They can see him move, and then me Grimlock think me Grimlock think maybe me not strongest, maybe Optimus strongest because me Grimlock would not survive that blast of energy. Me Grimlock knows that uh, me would have been done. I'm trying to put a little Shakespearean twinge onto uh onto Grimlock. Is that working? What was that you doing? Yeah, so it wasn't working. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I, so here's the thing: is I I I honestly I think this moment is very very cool because when uh, th- and this th- and this is what shows that that Grimlock's not seemingly as stupid as the prior episodes made him out to be or how this episode made him out to be because when he does see that Optimus would have sacrificed himself to save Grimlock he he can see that it's not just strength he's like that kind of decision making makes him a better leader and 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 in and, and seeing and seeing Grimlock make that choice because of course the Decepticons come back and they're and they're trying to like oh destroy prime and of course it doesn't happen uh you know grimlock admits he was he was jealous you know me grimlock jealous of prime and and prime uh in in seeing that says there's some of the core autobot programming in you after all or whatever he says uh Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 writing that is interesting it's writing that is is simpler sure we're not dealing with a space bridge or uh a, a power crystal or going to the museum but but it's it's just a little more more interesting and uh and we now have all five of our dinobots which is great and i look forward to seeing them in every single episode after th- wait they're not in every single episode after this oh that's not good yeah and i mean th- and this so far is is kind of my 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 problem with 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 problems uh overselling the, the criticism but this is my criticism of of this season is while it honestly does does this kind of stuff more often than than a lot of shows at the time i'd certainly more than masters of the universe and um i would argue a little bit more than than gi joe did it it does it just enough so that you notice that that it's different and that you know oh this is cool they 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 went into this but not enough to to be like this is this is consistent. This is excellent. Like, and I'm not saying that this makes Transformers a bad cartoon by any means. I think it's a great cartoon. It's, it's an excellent cartoon. But what I, what I mean is like the, the storytelling. And so I, I'm always a little torn because I'm, like, I, I'm appreciative of these these little fl- storytelling narrative flourishes, but it, it makes me want more of it. It makes me want this consistently throughout not just the episode, but throughout the show. Yeah. And and when you have something that is sometimes the lowest common denominator of storytelling, uh, it's nice to see a little bit more than that. It, this is this is a, a more complicated episode than it's 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 not a fantastic episode, but it's just it's got that extra little bit of character development for for people, character yeah. developments for the Dinobots, in particular Grimlock, which I which I really appreciate. Um which is going to take us to the last episode that we that we watched for for today. The first part of a three part. Trio of episodes, so we we're going to end this on a little bit of a cliffhanger, 
which is a pretty notable cliffhanger. The Ultimate Doom. Oh, yeah. Part one. Megatron has has gotten the power, has, has teamed up with this with this doctor uh, who I <laughs> should have had his name in front of me. And I don't know why I didn't. Um, who who is is basically creating these chips to control people's brains and they they stage this attack on this uh, indian maharaja's solar farm uh, which i don't even want to get into what that guy looked like um but uh but they but they do that and they kidnap spark plug witwicky spike's dad the older mechanic of the witwickies and they put one of those chips in his head not chip the 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 you know chip chase which like a computer chip microchip um and crisis ensues as we because he's the test subject for this for this evil doctor and uh so right away and 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 if if i had been watching this show at the time i would have noted that this episode would have been of some importance because it it unlike every i think everything except for uh, more than meets the eye and maybe the first proper episode we see the return of the narrator yeah he pops, up this from, episode. he pops up from he pops up from time to time to give a dope little speech about what's going on he's got a tinge of evil to him it's very intense but very cool well and i think it's cool because it it gives some gravitas and this and especially when, with the way this episode ends, uh, which I know we'll, we'll get to in a second, like it just gives it that much more oomph. I can imagine if I had seen this on after school or on a Saturday morning, like this would have like blown my morning away. I, I can't I would I would have been calling my friend like, did you watch Transformers? Oh, my God, I cannot wait to see what happens <laughs> next, because I, I did that with the shows that I watched when I was you know a little bit older. But when, you know, X-Men was on or Power Rangers and and shows like that. So I I think this 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 particular story was expertly executed. Yeah, it, it worked really well in a way that I, quite frankly, was not anticipating. <laughs> no, so, and I mean, so I love that, like, you know, we we, we go back to the 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 decepticons base and one thing that i love is that like for whatever reason like they're showing more descent in the ranks and everyone's kind of mouthing off to starscream now starscream He's is like, all this diversion was a waste of energy and he goes you waste more energy with your mouth <laughs> i just i can't remember who talks back to him but it's like i i love that there is they're they're giving the decepticons a little bit more personality than just megatron and starscream and Starscream is also being much more. I should be the leader, Megatron. I'm Lord Starscream. Oh yeah, we we didn't even mention uh, in the SOS Dinobots when Megatron gets hit. Starscream just automatically goes. Megatron has fallen. I am now your leader. Follow me, and then just <laughs> like escapes. Like it's so funny. <laughs> it's 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 silly. It's silliness. It is. It is absolute silliness. But, you know, it's OK because uh, it's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah. 
but so, even the human doctor threatens Starstream by turning him to a trash compactor. Yeah, Dr. Arkville is his name, uh, and he's going to show up in a, in a couple of things here. So with that said, let's get into what actually happens in this episode beyond the, the opening moments, because this is really set up for something that is going to be much, much bigger. We have Dr. Arkville, who is working with Megatron for some reason. He seems to be kind of half robot himself. He seems to be a little cyborg. He's got a robot hand. He's making these chips and it's because he wants to rule the planet. And he thinks that teaming up with Megatron is going to do that. But what he doesn't know is that Megatron has his own plan. And his own plan is to build a gigantic space bridge. The space bridge is back. What's that space bridge for? That if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Try, try again. Uh, the, he, he, he is going to build the space bridge using these human workers that Dr. Arkville has, cre- has, has enslaved with these hypno chips to bring the planet Cybertron, the whole planet, into Earth's orbit. Which is just a wild thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to that, though, we have to talk about uh, Sparkplug and the fact that Sparkplug is a guy on the inside to Megatron now. He's he's con- mind controlled and, you know, he's mind controlled because instead of talking like this, he talks like this. It's a little more monotone and <laughs> he tells his own son not to call. Don't call me that anymore. The next time we meet, we will be enemies. It's this very, very. I, I, I love it. I love it that he's given this like purposely wooden performance because he's not, you know, in, in his own facilities, and, which makes the moments where he does kind of regain a little bit of himself back. He, it's a clear indicator. Oh, this is the real spark plug talking. Yeah. Uh, and it's I, simple and effective. I, and I like how they, they do this because they don't spend a ton of. I was really, really not looking forward to spending a ton of time knowing spark plug was you know under megatron's control and just sitting there with the audiobots but no he's one kind of not all there like he's <laughs> repairing autobots that don't need to be repaired when he's really disabling their their uh, offensive uh, lasers which but, which i appreciate like, i appreciated that moment by the way because like you just see him working on the autobots and he's like you know oh spark plug what are you doing i already repaired uh uh wheeljacks you know butt plates or yeah, whatever he's and like on. you just you, you see him actively doing stuff and then like wasting no time like megatron and the boys show up <laughs> yeah and, and i i appreciate that really snappy like i this is what I think I wanted more than meets the eye to be more like is not only are we getting some really cool storytelling. I understand that we had to set up everything. Sure. I, I get that. I do. But the first part of the ultimate doom, it's just it's it is pure comic book excitement. It's it's solid storytelling. Yes, it's it's simple and it's, you know, 20 minute cartoon, but they are hitting all the right notes. And I mean, I love this episode. This episode's great, and I can't wait to see how the end of it plays out. And we got to talk about how, how how this episode ends because, as we have talked oh, about man. the Skybridge before, the Skybridge is not a perfect system. We have seen it fail and explode. We have seen it throw things all around. Well, as it happens, 
the sky bridge that is going to transport Cybertron to Earth's orbit. If they sh if the Autobots shut down the system, Cybertron is just going to get flung off or into nowhere or destroyed. And this episode mm -hmm. ends with a with Optimus Prime looking Megatron in the in the in the the cybernetic eye saying you win this time Megatron and Optimus Prime activates the space bridge because he doesn't want to destroy his home planet and that is some top tier 80s storytelling it's it's fantastic I I and then you get the cliffhanger of the the activation going and the winds like you know these kind of hurricane force winds picking up across the the earth and I mean, it's just cataclysmic and then it's to be continued or it goes into like next time on the Transformers, because the show can never decide if it's called Transformers or the Transformers. But <laughs> I I thought this was grade A excellent stuff. And I I am very, very excited to to watch the other two parts of this. Yeah, which is going to happen very soon. We are going to have a jam packed episode next week for the last episode of more than meets july we are going to go into the ultimate doom part two the ultimate doom part three and then we're going to round out this is going to be a five episode week as we then talk about countdown to extinction a plague of insecticons in the season one finale heavy metal war it's going to be awesome it's going to be fun and it's going to be next week on The More You Nerd. Boy, howdy, gang. I'm excited. Transformers are back. I love the Transformers. And I need to continue to grab my, my bootleg <laughs> Starscream so that I don't buy anything else because I really want to. And I shouldn't. I, I need to, because I have bought enough stuff in the, in the last week, just other nerd things that I'm like, I, I don't need. I, I it's so funny. My, my girlfriend will watch me pace back and forth with my phone in my hand, and it's because I'm looking at a Transformer and deciding whether or not to hit buy it now or make an offer. There's got like three offers out there. They're all super low ball because I know they're going to get rejected, but like, hey, if you're going to sell that for $35, I'm going to take it. And and she's like, she doesn't even look up from what she's doing. She's like, Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> And I was worried this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is going to be a, a tough one. Uh, next next month, as we get into August, we're going to do something that's not going to maybe make me want to spend a lot of money. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so with that said, we're going to wrap up this one a little early. The episodes we watched today, little on the little on the shorter side, not as much to talk about other than talk about Dinobots and and why the the Autobots are <laughs> are terrible friends who will leave you trapped in ice. You know, Sky Skyfire was stuck in that ice for six million years, and they got dug out for half a day, and then he just got back in the ice, and they were just gonna leave him. The Autobots are jerks. I don't know that the Autobots are very good friends. Well, that and they're, I mean, they're basically a team of himbos. They they are getting by. By the scrape of of <laughs> their chins, I, I don't know how they function. They have the worst defenses. They have the 
to the worst offensive plans. All they know, all they, all they are is the good guys. And they're, they're, they're rolling that 20s. And, and, and we finally got to a point where, you know, that. The roll of the dice isn't with them this time. No, they rolled a they they toot toot kaboomed some of this stuff. Um, yeah, we're making references to a show that, that if you listen people... to the show, you're probably not listening to the other one yet. <laughs> no, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so that is going to end us tonight. If you would like to find us, you can find us at themoreunerd.com, where you can go through all ten years of our back catalog. You can tweet to us at themoreunerd. You can find us at facebook.com/slash/themoreunerd. And if you want some cool nerd swag. The more you nerd dot threadless dot com. The more you nerd dot threadless dot com. So, Miles, I think now's the time that we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd. Grimlock. Me, Grimlock, late to that.